Welcome to the third of four special editions of the Monitor podcast, featuring interviews with Monitor's 2022 Industry Icon Award winners. In today's podcast, Monitor's Associate Editor, Markeisha Thompson, talks with this year's Next Gen Icon Award winner, Ricardo E. Rios, CLFP, who is Chief Operating Officer of CEFI commercial equipment finance, about how he and his team expanded their business into the U.S., his passion for self-development and empowering employees, and much more. But before we begin, I want to tell you about my team's latest project, which I'm really, really excited about, Monitor Suite. Monitor Suite is Monitor's new subscription platform for exclusive premium equipment finance industry content and much more. It features high-quality streaming series, like our mini-documentary video series Reels, and Three Minutes, which features three-minute interviews with industry leaders. Monitor Suite members also have 24-7 access to our entire library of in-depth data reports dating back to 1992, members-only live stream events, exclusive articles, and much more. For more information, visit monitordaily.com suite. Monitor Suite is actually a project that I've been working on during my time in cohort two of Stripe's leadership program, which just happens to be today's podcast sponsor. Stripes is the leadership development program for the equipment finance industry. This 10-month program launches with a three-day intensive transformational program and also includes master talks and master workshops from notable industry and leadership experts, working cohort groups with other industry professionals, outcome-driven development sessions, and much more. Stripes has been a phenomenal experience for me, and I encourage you to learn more about the program by visiting stripesleadership.com. It was nice to meet you. Thank you for meeting with me. Likewise. Thank you for uh, taking uh, your time to interview. No problem. Can you tell me about the path that led you to the equipment finance industry? Sure. So uh, there's a long story, but I'll be short and sweet. I think uh, the answer would be, uh, I guess, my, my passion in numbers as a child growing up, uh, led by my interest in business and entrepreneurship. Uh, and then having the unique opportunity to join an equipment finance company, which was co-founded by my father and, and kind of returning to an industry, which I've always been surrounded by my entire life, uh, led me to the, uh, to the industry. Okay. And commercial equipment finance is based in Puerto Rico, um, but you've expanded it to the U.S. Can you tell me more about how you accomplished that? Sure. So, uh, it was, a exhilarating, uh, kind of, uh, kind of a startup kind of bootstrap kind of mentality whenever we went into the Florida market, which was pretty exciting. I was actually uh, tasked with opening the Florida market, but I had a uh, you know, great leadership behind me and our co-founders that basically gave me the guidance to, to execute. Uh, and I would contribute our, our success or our expansion to the United States in kind of four key areas. One is experienced leadership, as I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Second one, kind of stick to our core mentality. Uh, the third one being focused relationship building. And last, our bilingual and local presence. And I'll go into those to give you a little bit more of a, a color. Um, when we opened up our, our you know, uh, expansion to the United States, we, we specifically focused on South Florida. Mm -hmm. um, the main reason why our, uh, our co-founders had experience in the territory prior. Uh, so therefore, 
you know, there was some uh, roots, I guess, that all we needed to do was put some water on them to, for the, our relationships to grow. But, you know, more importantly than that guidance that they provided me, I was traveling every other week to Florida. So I jump on a plane at, on Monday at six in the morning and come back Friday at six in the afternoon every other week to kind of start that, you know, relationship building with uh, our vendor relationships in the, in the area or trying to build vendor relationships in the area. So uh, that was very exhilarating. But and my second point is basically stick to our core, uh, our, our core mentality, or as other people might say, you know, stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. We've always been focused on transportation and construction. So we knew that if we were going to go into a new territory, we weren't, it was best to stick to our guns, not diverge from what we do and do what we do well and do what we do best and offer that service to the community in Florida. And, uh, you know, other than, you know, trying to be everyone's kind of do everything for everything or for everybody, uh, that focus really, uh, you know, gave us our, uh, our entry into, uh, into the Florida market. Uh, relationship building, uh, relationship focused building or relationship building uh, when we go into the market, you know, we met with several vendors that, uh, when we sat down with them, they'd be like, oh, well, there's no space for you here. You know, the, there's so much competition. Uh, we don't need you. And we say, just be, let us give us one shot and we'll prove you. And you can let us know if, uh, if, if there's value, if there's no value. So that kind of, uh, relationship building with the vendors, not just saying what we can do, but showing what we can do, uh, really, uh, open the doors in the territory. Uh, you know, at first, the first couple of months of my time, I'd be visiting on a weekly, bi-weekly basis to Florida. And I'd be, I'd say 90% of my time would be visiting vendors, you know, six months afterwards, 90% of my time would be closing deals. And I'd only be visiting vendor 10% of the time because we had already proven to the vendors that, you know, we, uh, we could add value to them, but more importantly to their customer base. Uh, and that kind of also goes in hand with the last one that I mentioned was uh, bilingual local presence. You know, being from Puerto Rico, uh, we saw that definitely there's a, a, an opportunity to focus on, you know, we, we, we serve every customer, but definitely there's an opportunity for Latin owned Spanish speaking business owners uh, in Florida and many other states. But obviously we had to start off, uh, you know, our, our proof of concept in Florida. And, and that being able to, you know, talk to people in Spanish, uh, provide that value to vendors, because sometimes vendors had, you know, sales reps that didn't speak Spanish. Uh, and we would, to some extent, be a facilitator for the vendor and the end customer. Uh, so, you know, bringing that cultural aspect where uh, Latin business owners like to be a name and not a number. And our business is all about, you know, building relationships with our customers, you know, uh, and helping them grow. We don't just want to do one transaction. We want to do several transactions throughout the year. So really be like a business partner to these uh, business owners. And that's obviously a, a, uh, a recipe that has proved successful in Puerto Rico. And well, all we had to do is just, uh, you know, speak the same language, do the same business and uh, just uh, take a plane ride, a two hour plane ride to Florida to, uh, to expand our business into the United States. So that's a good Great success and expanding to the U.S., which is great. Um, so you've been actively involved in the ELFA as chair of the Independent Steering Committee and other roles. What led you to give back to that industry in this way? So I've uh, our co-founders have participated in ELFA events before they even lent a penny. Um, so really, uh, the ELFA was a 
a great kind of melting pot for the business to to start. And as we have continued growing over the past years, the LFA and the material and the knowledge that they provide or the topics that they provide on a, on a, on a consistent basis really always gave us insight on how to make decisions that would help us grow our business. So after being beneficiary of all this data and information and actively participating in, in, in ELFA events for around three years, uh, fortunately, uh, I was able to build some relationships that people in the industry then kind of uh, saw me or they were mentoring me and mm-hmm. saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, I guess they saw some uh, some prospect or some, you know, some uh, saw something in me that said, you know, uh, hey, you should you should be involved in the LFA. And, uh, you know, after receiving so much uh, and helping our business grow with the content that LFA provides, uh, really, I thought, you know, uh, it definitely made sense. You know, uh, people that, you know, I guess you can say uh care for me industry basically saw that this was a way to continue growing as a as a professional as a as a leader and uh, and as a professional in the industry you know our, our business we've always been as part of our business one of our core values has always been to participate in the specialized associations you know uh, if, we, if we lend to the contractors we want to be part and we want to be involved in the contractor association if we go into the live ready mix uh, industry we want to be part of the ready mix uh, association actively participate because that's where you really get the insight to uh, see how you can add value with the relationships right uh, and understand the market so uh, you can make the right decisions so uh, you know I've uh, luckily uh, thanks to many industry professionals you know first I started off as just being part of the independent steering council and being the least pack liaison uh afterwards i was uh you know i was fortunate to be the the chair of the lfa uh independent steering uh council committee uh mm-hmm. after my two-year tenure there then i became part now i, mean, I was like I, 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 and now that I, after the two-year tenure it's like okay what am i going to do next like you know uh where's the, what can i fill the void with to some extent but uh i guess i i was given some more guidance and i kind of thought it was interesting to be uh, to see the research side of the industry. So I became part of the, the, the foundation's research committee mm-hmm. and, uh, recently as, as recently as this year. And now I'm, I'm fortunate to kind of get more involved in, in the foundation and, and be a foundation trustee. And, and also just with the great relationships and kind of seeing the, 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 the nice, uh, uh, focus and mission of the uh, Equipment Finance Cares, I was asked to be part of their advisory uh, council, which was pretty neat, kind of also another opportunity to, to see how our industry gives back to, uh, to the communities that, that, that we impact or impact us. So, yeah. Yeah, you're very, very active in the, the industry, which is awesome. Um, according to your monitor next gen profile, your leadership motto is learn more, inspire more, do more. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, in a nutshell, you know, if 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 I can learn more, I can share more. And and then if I can share more with people surrounding me, uh and colleagues and, and teammates, then I can inspire them or us to do more as a collective mm-hmm. unit. So it's more about the more no- it's not just absorbing knowledge, it's absorbing knowledge, chewing it, and then seeing how it can be of use to everyone around me 
so that I can, you know, inspire more action. And as a collective unit, we could do more. So, you know, it's a it's a model which, you know, uh, every day uh, you I try to exhibit or, you know, every time I go to ELFA events, I come back kind of with the focus of, okay, what I just learned, how can I transmit that to my team? Because it doesn't make sense for me just to hold that knowledge and just to use it uh, more so to impart that information to them so that they can use it for the greater benefit and we can accomplish more together. That's kind of the, the, uh, the motto in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, your next gen profile also mentioned that you're passionate about self-development. Can you share why this has been so important to you and how it has helped you in the business and in life? Yeah, uh, you know, I think I've always been, uh, there's a quote that goes by, you know, the true wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. Uh, and with that kind of kind of philosophy in mind, you know, I've always uh, said that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never, there's always something to learn. There's always, um, and when I say learn, you know, in the in the last sense I was talking about, maybe it was more about learning of uh, of business aspects, and uh, but here I'm talking about personal growth in sense of like learning my emotions, learning how to deal with emotions, learning how to communicate better, uh, learning how you know uh, to to act in the in in to be in the present, uh, and really learning more about myself. Uh, mm -hmm. and about new philosophies like agile, you know, uh, philosophies that are out there in the business aspect. You know, I love to read the Harvard Business Review because there's so much content there that I, I, I just absorb and, and about different materials that uh, it's just uh, really growing as an individual is the most important thing uh, as an individual, as a, as a leader, as a father, as a son, you know, basically there's, there's, uh, there's always something to learn and, and I don't think you know uh, I'm passionate about self-development because I think it it just helps me continue to fuel the fire to just continue uh, being a better uh, person professional uh, and so forth okay uh, what has been the biggest challenge that you have faced in your career and how did you work to overcome it yeah so I think uh, there's two challenges uh one is kind of on a personal level and professional level and the other one is more professional but also personal that i think of it uh the first one is you know I, I as i started my career i've always i was very interested in 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 investing so and i started my career in the high net worth consulting area and in treasury and asset management and since I was in college, I knew that I always wanted to be become a certified uh, financial advisor, chartered financial advisor, um, a CFA. Um, and uh, there was it's, it's a very, very challenging three test uh, certification. And, and and the second test is the most challenging of all. And it's kind of like the way to weed out people from actually pursuing or completing the 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 certification uh, or the charter and the and they only give this exam once a year so okay. you know it's either or at the time when I took it they only give it once a year um, so at that time it was you know either you pass it or you have to start over again you know a year later and and get to study so the first time I took the second part of the exam I I I I did not pass the exam uh, I was close but I didn't 
And uh, then the second time around, I was, you know, doubting myself or challenging myself, should I take the exam? Should I not? Am I going to be able to complete this? What happens if I fail again? And, you know, uh, luckily I had some, you know, some people around me that said, you know, you miss all the shots that you don't take. So, you know, you know, if you, and at the end of the day, if you fail again, well, you fail again, you know, you tried and you failed. So mm -hmm. luckily uh, it was that kind of at a crossroads where should I do it? Should I not? You know, I was kind of, you know, it's a lot of dedication, you know, to have to go through that process and, and, and bury yourself in, in knowledge and, and obtain knowledge to, to pass that, that second exam. And luckily, you know, uh, uh, that personal crossroad led me to take the, the exam again and which I passed. And then the third, uh, the third exam was, uh, um, was, uh, much more palatable, uh, to, I guess. So that's kind of just like a personal kind of, uh, doubting myself, but overcoming kind of the fear of, 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 of losing, uh, was definitely a, a personal, uh, challenge, which I say, you know, I can, I can relate that to many things now. Right. Cause if you don't, uh, uh, I can have that in my back that, you know, just continue trying and, and, and do your best and, uh, and, 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 and the best will happen. So mm -hmm. that's one, but on the other level, it would be to some extent, uh, deciding to join, uh, the commercial equipment finance Inc. to some extent was a, uh, interesting, uh, challenge because, well, uh, joining a company, which, uh, is founded by uh, Ricardo Sr., your father, right? Uh, it's kind of, okay, well, I'm doing a company that's founded by my father. Uh, how is this going to be perceived? Is it daddy's boy? Is it, you know, um, uh, he's just in it for the ride? Uh, so basically being taking that step on a crossroad where it was either to go to New York to pursue uh, uh, a career in, in an industry which I, I, I started a business in, or to join the family company, and and to and to be have to you know uh, uh, see how I was going to be able to prove myself in 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 a company led by my father uh, was uh, obviously a big challenge. Which you know, luckily I guess uh, uh, I've been able to, to to prove or to show or to demonstrate that uh, with the great guidance of my father, I've been able to you know uh, to add value to. The company add value to the industry to our customers and so on and so forth so uh that kind of challenge of uh being able, making sure that uh not making a name for yourself but just making sure that you're worth you know uh the opportunity to join a company well if you're owned by your uh co-owned by your father is another challenge which uh uh which uh was uh it continues to be an interesting uh development let's put it that way okay um and if you could change one thing about the equipment finance industry, what would it be and why? Yeah, I think uh, in our looking at our company and looking at the industry and kind of seeing how uh, there's been, uh, I'd say the what in a the one thing I would change is the speed in which companies and the collective industry is able to adopt new technologies uh, for you know the betterment of the industry per se, the customers, and uh, just the companies themselves. Uh, we've talked about you know in implementation of technology for several years, and uh, it's a very well. I see there's a more rapid uh, adoption and execution 
in other industries more than there is in the equipment finance industry. So I think the one thing I would not change, but you know, in the transformation of adoption of technology, I would love to see uh, companies and the collective industry uh, be more agile and uh, implement technologies quicker. And I think it's going to happen. Uh, and I know it's happening already, uh, but the degree of Delta of which that change is occurring, I think it could be more in line with other industries that are, uh, are advancing in those uh, uh, efforts uh, quicker than the industry is. Okay. And uh, beyond what you've already mentioned, what life experiences have shaped you into the, lead the leader you are today? So, uh, so I like that question and I kind of, I would answer with kind of like a twist. Uh, equal or more important than life experiences, I think it's the, the mentors, both industry and non-industry mentors that have provided me guidance to become the leader that I am today. Uh, you know, the people uh, inside and outside of the industry that have, you know, given me kind of nuggets of knowledge to, uh, to, to become a better leader to feel that I have the trust of these mentors and the guidance of these mentors to have the confidence to be the leader that I am today and I, and I continue to develop in uh, is very important. And I think also if it wasn't for, uh, you know, I'll be very honest, if it wasn't for these mentors within the industry uh, more so than outside of the industry, I, I, I don't see that I would be, you know, being awarded this, uh, this, uh, this recognition. Uh, in the sense that it's because of them that I've been able to contribute within the industry because of their guidance. And uh, if it wasn't for them, well, I, I, would, I really don't see myself uh, uh, having this conversation today. Okay. Uh, have you ever thought about uh, becoming a mentor yourself? Yes, I have. And uh, definitely I am in that role now, uh, learning to be every day more of a mentor. Uh, uh, definitely within my, you know, it's easy to be a mentor people within our, our business, uh, our, our, my colleagues, uh, definitely, uh, I welcome the opportunity to a mentor of, of young people within the industry. I always, I always find it, uh, exhilarating whenever I'm at an ELFA event and I meet a new entry of a business that's just starting out because I, I look back like 10 years ago, that was us. You know, and, and there were so many great people within the ELFA events that, you know, just gave you, you know, not, I want to say the word of the best way to say, it, they would just give you um, genuine advice to advance your, your, your passion, right? To advance your, your mission. Mm -hmm. And definitely every time I go to an ELFA event, I, I see somebody new. I, I, uh, it's always exciting because I just think back, wow, 10 years ago, uh, you know, we were receiving this great advice and, you know, now we have to pay it forward. Uh, so definitely, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, being a mentor is, uh, is, uh, is definitely on my, uh, on my list of, 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 of being how I can be a more impactful mentor. Uh, because sometimes you get consumed with the day to day, but at the end of the day, you know, what, what best to be a mentor to people around you to, for them to, to, to share the to sharing the success and grow as, as professionals. Great. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting that you're, uh, you know, paying it forward. You went from mentee to mentor. So that's pretty cool. 
little by little. Uh, I don't think I'm, you know, there's still, there's a lot of great, greater, great mentors in the industry. I think I'm still, you know, dipping my toes, but there's, there's, there's room to get deeper into the, into the ocean. Well, everyone has some, something to offer. So I'm sure you're, you're a great mentor. Um, so that was all the questions I have for you. Do you have uh, any final thoughts or anything else that you would like to share? Yeah, I just want to, you know, uh, give thanks and I'm very uh, grateful that, you know, uh, seeing the past recipients of the, the, you know, with, uh, with Kara, Allison and Lexi, you know, these are great industry professionals, which I'm just honored to kind of be on, uh, on the list with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're all great young professionals doing great things in the industry. So I'm just fortunate to be in their company. Uh, so that's, uh, uh, a lot of motivation, uh, cause I, I admire each and every one of them for what they have done and what they continue to do within the industry. Okay. Thank you for that. And again, thank you for this interview.